What is your favorite memory from the last year in youth group? Bowling was fun. What else? Six Flags was fun. Yeah. That was good times. Say what, Taylor? Probably Six Flags. Okay. Anything else? Camp, anybody? Right? Camp was good. Camp's always awesome. Yeah, and I was, I was looking back through the calendar from last year at all the stuff that we kind of did as a group, and we actually did quite a bit. You know, of course, fine arts, I think pretty much all of us got invited to nationals even though we didn't go because it was in Louisville, or no, it was in somewhere lame, Columbus. Columbus that none of us was very fired up about going to. Um, but we all did really well at district fine arts, and if you were there the night before, the sermon and that service was really, really good. Um, of course, we went to camp. Made $17,000 selling fireworks, which was pretty awesome. Uh, went to Dallas, had a good time with that. Uh, trunk or treat, you know, most of us were there and a part of. Had a, more than 1,000 people here that night. Um, just crazy blew up. And then, of course, turkey bowling and a Christmas party, you know. Um, had a lot of good times, had a lot of, had a lot of fun. But now we're in a new year. And so uh, I had a whole series. Actually, while I was at the fireworks stand this winter, I got Four whole messages written. I got a whole series ready. And then Monday night, actually, when I was leaving media night, I was driving home. And God was like, nope, that can wait till next week. You're going to do this instead. And so I, uh, so I have this, I was, I was thinking about places in the Bible where, where people were about to enter something new. And, and uh, we're going to start looking at um, the Israelites right before they entered the promised land. Now, I think, you know, you guys here know the, know the drill. They got free of slavery. They uh, crossed the Red Sea, then spent 40 years wandering in the wilderness because um, they were dumb and disobeyed God. But they, during that time, even though they were wandering in the wilderness, God continued to take care of the people. How did he, how did he take care of them? He sent manna from heaven. Yeah, they, had, they, were, they were never hungry, even though they were lost in a desert, which seems like a good way to be hungry a lot. Uh, God sent them manna from heaven every morning. He, put, he brought water from a rock a couple of different times. And so God, had, God had, had taken care of them for this entire season, this 40 years. But, but, but we're going to look here in Joshua where they've, they've, they're done wandering, and they're at the point where they're about to enter the promised land. They're about to cross the Jordan and enter the promised land. So we're going to be in Joshua chapter 3, starting in verse 1. It'll be on the screen. It's also a new version as usual. Uh, Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the, the, the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. Now, I got to thinking about that. And, and throughout... Uh, especially in Joshua, in this, in this time when they're entering in the land, it's very common for them to send the Ark of the Covenant out ahead of, out ahead of the, the column of people. You know, we've got two million Jewish people uh, trying to move, and they would send the Ark of the Covenant out ahead of them. Okay, what did the Ark of the Covenant represent? Deliverance. 
Yeah, the presence of God. It's where the Ten Commandments were kept. And it's literally like it's where the presence of God dwelt during this time in the history of, of the nation of Israel. Was, was where the, wherever the ark was, that's where the presence of God was. And so when they sent the ark out ahead of time, what they were doing is they were, they were putting out the presence of God over the place they were about to go before they even went there. Like the presence and the anointing and the blessing of God you know, went before it because Joshua knew that if the presence of God hadn't already prepared the place, then they would not be successful in whatever they were doing, you know. And, you know, of course they had to, at this point, they're about to cross another river or a river miraculously like they had done the Red Sea. And they've got a bunch of towns they've got to take over. Of course, we know about Joshua and the Battle of Jericho and some of the really famous ones. But, you know, they've got, they're entering this land that they don't have yet, and they've got to take it. And so Joshua sends the, the presence of God, the Ark of the Covenant, out ahead of time, ahead of them to prepare the way. It got me thinking about this story. There's this army, right? And there's this, the, the general or the leader of this nation, this army, really wants to expand his territory. He's like, you know what? There's this territory over here I really want to take. Um, and it was pretty right for the picking. There wasn't even a standing army in this opposing territory. But the reason they didn't have an army was because there was this canyon separating them from this general, right? And so this, this leader was like, you know what? I want to take that territory, but there's that canyon, and I've never been able to get across it. This is back in the days before bridges like we know them today. And so they get to the point where he says, you know what? I think my engineers can make a bridge happen. I trust my engineers. They're smart. We've learned a lot. Our technology's developed. I'm going to send them ahead by a year so that they can build this bridge, and we can go take this territory. It's going to be great. So he sends his engineers and his construction workers out, it's all right, you guys go and build the bridge, okay? Create a way for me to get across this canyon so that we can take this other territory because we need it. We're, we're going to take it over. And so he sends him out, and a year later he says, you know what, it's time. I trust my engineers and I trust my builders. We're going. So he takes off, and, you know, like it's like an Old West kind of scene, you know, and I'm here in like the William Telovager. You know, and they're on their horses and they're riding and the horses are galloping, and, and you know, and they're flying across the plains here, and they, and they start to get close to where that canyon is, and he knows it's coming up. And so he, you know, he's kind of looking out ahead to, to see the canyon, and, and he sees the canyon. He's like, I can't see the bridge yet, but, but I trust my guys. I know, I know they got it built. What he didn't know, though, was that the engineers had all caught typhus on their way over there and died. They hadn't built the bridge because they had all got sick and died. And this is back in the day before modern medicines. We know it. So, so, but, again, he hadn't heard from them. He assumed they'd got it done. So he's like, okay, I know they got it done, but they didn't get it done. They all got sick. And so he's hauling tail towards this canyon thinking that there's going to be a bridge there for him to cross over and take this land. And he gets close. He's like, I can't see it, but I know I, it must have, you know, it must just be the, the shadows. It must be the shadows why I can't see the bridge. But I know this is where we decided we were going to build it. I trust them. This is where they built it. And so he's going, he's going, he's going. The music's playing. And they all go over the cliff and they die. Because the way wasn't prepared. It wasn't ready for them to go over. It wasn't ready for them to cross. And just like that, Joshua said, you know what? We better prepare the way. We better put the, we better put the Ark of the, of the Covenant. We better put the presence of the Lord out front of us. Now, all of us here tonight can probably think of things we hope will happen in this new year. Whether it be personally, you probably have some personal goals you want to accomplish this year. Uh, you may have, you know, as a youth group, of course, you know, I mean, if, you know, I'm thinking about the new youth room, which we're, you know, we're working on and, and we're, you know, 
hoping to get that done sooner rather than later. Um, you know, we want to see the youth group grow. You guys probably all have friends that you can think of that you want, you would like to see meet Jesus, and you've probably written them down on cards and, and all kinds of stuff. But we all have things that we would like to see and we believe are in the will of God for this coming year, for 2015. But if the presence of God doesn't go ahead of us, then we're just spinning our wheels in the mud. You know, this past week with the ice like it was, you know, Wes and I, we were driving home to the fireworks stand one night. I think it was the 30th. No, it, was a, it must have been New Year's Eve, the 31st, about, about 10 o'clock probably. And we're driving down 8th Street here, and we got to, I can't remember the name of the street. It's right where that old skate rink is on the south side. On the south side of it. And so we're coming up on 8th Street here, and like on the left side, it's kind of where Payless is, I think, is over there. And so we're coming up on 8th Street, and we hit this patch of ice. And my truck went to the right and spun a full 270 degrees around, sliding on the ice, and actually landed directly in the turn lane on this cross street as if I had been trying to turn onto 8th Street. It was crazy how accurate it was, like how nicely it landed. But the problem was once I hit that spot, my truck wouldn't get any traction. Like, it just, I hit the gas and just spinning, and Wes got out to try and push, and he couldn't get any traction on the ice because it was ice, and his feet, you know, he didn't have, you know, anything on. His shoes wouldn't really handle the ice either. And so my wheels were just spinning, and so we ended up just reversing, and I kind of backed down the hill and went some back roads, found something that had a little bit of traction, and made it there. But just like when my wheels were just spinning there, you know, that's, that's what it's like trying to do stuff without the presence of God ahead of us. No matter what it is, no matter whatever your goal is for this year, no matter what ideas you have you'd like to see personally or as a group or in any, anything, any situation, any area of life, when we just spin our wheels in the mud or on the ice because we don't have the presence of God with us and, and backing us up and, and prepared the way. You know, if someone tries to build a road, you can't drive on it till the road's built. Right? There's dirt roads and stuff, but you can't drive on it until somebody has prepared that, somebody's cleared that way to get there. And so the presence of God is just so vital for us and everything that we do. It's just, it's the thing that makes everything else possible in our lives. And so I want to spend a little bit of time tonight. I said we were going to do some more praise and worship, and we're about to. Um, Wes, if you'll hit the altar playlist that's in the... Um, in Pro Presenter, in the audio bin there. Um, we're going to spend some time praising and, and singing some songs, um, just inviting the presence of God into our lives and into our group going into this new year. You know, it, we're, we're seven days into 365, so there's 358 left. 358 days left this year. And I want us to just spend some time, I, you know, I know with a, there's a lot of stuff going on in our lives, but I want us to spend the next few minutes just focused on that, on inviting the presence of God into our lives for this year and preparing the way and setting the course for this year. So if you guys will stand up. We're going to sing a few more songs. And I want you to just close your eyes and begin to pray even before the, the songs start as far as the lyrics go. Begin to pray that God would just infiltrate your lives and your schools and this youth group and everything else. Just begin to ask Him, His presence to go before us as a front guard over 2015.
God, right now we pray that you would enter into 2015 ahead of us, Lord. Prepare the way for the things that you have for us this year, God. God, I pray that that would be our desire each and every day, God, that we would wake up just desiring to spend that day in your presence, God. God, that everything that happens, every person we meet, every obstacle we encounter, Lord, would just be soaked in your presence and your anointing ahead of time, God. God, that this year would be a year of your anointing, God, of your blessing. God, in our personal lives and in our church life, in our youth group life, Lord, in our family lives, God, that you would just go before us and set the the path, God, clear the path for us. that everything we do would have already been touched by your presence. One kind of final challenge I want to issue you guys. Wes, go back to the, uh, to the sermon notes in there. And there's a picture that most of you will recognize. Taylor's going to get very excited. There it is. Fogo de Chow, right? Uh, some of us went there in Orlando. If you haven't been, yeah, you can sit down if you want. If you haven't been to a Brazilian steakhouse, it's all you can eat meat, and it's the best meat you'll ever eat. It's wonderful. But here's the thing. If you knew you were going to be going to a Brazilian steakhouse, would you go to McDonald's on the way? No, why not? Right, you wouldn't be able to take advantage of, of the Brazilian steakhouse. Like you have all this wonderful meat, the lamb and the, and the steak and the, you know, and the pork and all this tender meat that, that you want to take, take from, but, but you wouldn't have had the opportunity, you know, you wouldn't be able to take full advantage of it because you would have already filled yourself up a little bit with cheap McDonald's meat, quotation marks, meat. I say that as somebody eats McDonald's, but you know, like you wouldn't do that. And and see, here's the thing. In my regular day, I hang out with Pastor Todd, I hang out with Manon, and then I hang out with Wes. And sometimes I go to to o, to OC for the band stuff. So there's, you know, there's another 40, 50 people that I see like once a week maybe. Um, some of whom don't know Jesus, okay? So, so that's kind of my sphere of influence is the pastor, Manon, the church secretary, my brother, all of them I know don't need Jesus. They already know him. You know, the people at OC, yeah, some of them do need Jesus, and I have that opportunity. You guys spend every day around hundreds and thousands of people that need Jesus, Okay, you guys are in the fogo de chow of people that need Jesus. Like you're surrounded by it, just like you're surrounded by meat at fogo de chow. And so I want to encourage you guys this year, this, you know, this semester, whatever, whatever time you have left in whatever season of life you want to 
you want to put this in, in, in context with. It could be this semester. It could be your high school career, you know, whatever. However you want to look at it. You're, take advantage of it. You are surrounded by people that need Jesus. And, and there, there comes a time when that's not always the case. You know, there comes times in our lives where we're not, where we don't have that level of opportunity to reach people. And I'm there, and I think back to, you know, the people, even the people I hung out with, like, you know, we, I had a big band in high school, we had a 300-hour band, but like the 10 or 12 people that I was closest to, you know, Mormon, Catholic, and then a bunch of people who were either Catholic by tradition but not by actual attendance or care or had no really religious affiliation at all. And I had this opportunity to share Jesus with them. And yeah, I did because they knew I was one who didn't drink and I was one who didn't party. And they saw that, you know. But I wonder, what more could I have done? I had this incredible opportunity. And I wonder sometimes if I took advantage. And I want to encourage you guys, don't get to that point where you look back and you say, did I do everything I could have to make sure they got to heaven? Did I take full advantage of the the buffet of lost people that I walked through every day? Or did I just pass by the buffet line and go eat cheap McDonald's? I'm going to pray us out real quick and then we'll be done. But I just want that kind of thought to go with you as you leave here tonight. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you for these students, God, for their faithfulness and for, God, just for uh, their desire to to know you God as demonstrated by by tonight in their worship God I just pray that that your presence would just go before us Lord that every step we take would be preordained and and would have your blessing and anointing on it that we would not wake up in the morning we would not leave the house we would not get in our vehicle Lord we would not do anything God without first praying and and knowing that your presence is going ahead of us God, that we would make sure and put you, God, before everything that happens, Lord, and, and that every game we play, every uh, class we take, every piece of homework or test we turn in, God, would just be covered in your presence because our lives are so covered in your presence, Lord, and that, uh, God, that would just be the theme of this year, Lord, is your presence and you doing things in our lives and changing our lives and changing the lives of those around us, God, we pray a blessing over this year. God, I pray a blessing over each student that's here. God, and we just thank you in advance for what 2015 is going to, to be, what it's going to look like when we go to review 2015. God, I'm believing that we're going to see some crazy things that we can't even imagine now. God, because you have already preordained it and you have already uh, sent your spirit out ahead of us. And God, we just want to be following behind it. God, we thank you. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen.